In times of great uncertainty, we must look for clarity. Yes. Bob Save America. Yeah, black ball, yeah, yeah And I'ma take care of ya, yeah Bob Save America It's a new day, see it in a new way, yeah Bob Save America Hello, it's your boy Larry Harris Jr., a.k.a. Black Bobby And welcome to The Accuracy Today on The Accuracy, I want to talk about this ongoing Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary that's been popping off on ESPN. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it's a great documentary. Like, everyone pretty much loves it. Um, whether it's 100% factual or not is really not what I want to get into. You know, whether it covers all the right subjects or not, I don't really want to get into that either. But I do want to get into this, this latest piece that became uh, part of the narrative in the latest episode, which is the social justice aspect of Michael Jordan's career, I should say the lack of social justice interaction that Michael Jordan has had over the course of his career, maybe not even until, you know, much later in his career when he was past his prime and, um, you know, established as an owner, did he really start getting, you know, publicly involved in a lot of different kinds of issues. Now, you know, one thing I want to say about Michael Jordan, first of all, um, I believe Michael Jordan is the GOAT. He was never my favorite player. I've had favorites. Charles Barkley, Chris Webber, uh, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Trey Young. You know, I've had favorites over time. Um, and Michael Jordan really wasn't one of my favorites, although he was one of my favorites to watch play because flat out, he was a bucket. And, you know, I don't even need to say that. It's Michael Jordan we're talking about, but he's just undeniable talent. So, you know, whether he was my favorite player or not, it's really irrelevant. Um, I recognize real. Um, you know, one of the things about Mike, you know, they had the commercials back in the day. If I could be like Mike, I never wanted to be like Mike. Not really. I wanted to be like Michael's agent, David Falk. Now, David Falk went to law school with my dad, actually. So, um, I had a chance to meet him when I was a young man. And, um, you know, from about that point on, I really wanted to be a sports agent more than I wanted to be an athlete. Um, in fact, I took a class at Tufts on the business of sports. Um, within the first, uh, let's say, let's say the first week of class at Tufts, um, that class was taught by Jan Volk from the Celtics. He asked us, and maybe the first day, he asked us, who in this class wants to be an agent? And my hand was the only hand that went up. And uh, Jan Volk goes, everybody watch that guy. <laughs> Which made me second guess my decision to want to be an agent, actually. Um, that and a whole number of other things. I mean, it's a really cutthroat business that I didn't really want to be involved in at that point. Um but I did want to be like Michael Jordan's agent, David Falk, when I was a young man and not like Michael Jordan himself. Um, you know, if you don't know the story, David Falk actually invented the term Air Jordan and made that whole marketing campaign pop off. So 
that's someone that I admired a great deal. Um, you know, the convo that the conversation that started last night with the two new installations in the series of the Bulls documentary is this conversation about whether Michael Jordan should have endorsed Harvey Gantt in his race against Jesse Helms in, in Carolina. Um, you know, obviously Jesse Helms, bad person. Obviously, probably would have been helpful if Michael Jordan would have endorsed Harvey Gantt. Um, you know, the quote that comes out after that, that people believe to this day uh, was a serious quote from Michael Jordan is that he said he wouldn't get involved in that race because Republicans buy sneakers too. Um, and Mike was vilified for that quote. People took that as 100% word at the time. You know, that's back when we believed Alfonso Romero died from a head spin in a commercial. So, you know, people were liable to believe just about anything back then. We couldn't fact check it on the Internet or anything. We just had to take somebody's word for it and keep it moving and tell the next person. Yo, Mike said Republicans bust niggas, too. He's a sellout. I mean, that's how that went back then. Um, but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that he said it was a joke. Uh, he was joking to his teammates. I know there's a lot of truth to jokes, you know. A lot of times people joke around when they're really being serious. Um, so that's, you know, whether you believe Mike or not, that's, that's, that's up to you. But one thing I do find is that the analysis of Jordan's contributions to social movements over time are always, always absent of reality. And the reality is that Michael Jordan, as a person, like a person off the court, is a lot closer to Dennis Rodman than he is to LeBron James. Let's just be serious. I don't know. I mean, we're in the internet era now. You can probably do all the Googling you need to do or people have in the past. I've seen conversations on Twitter that lead me to believe that people know exactly what I'm saying right now. And, you know, Michael Jordan just a lot closer as a human being to Dennis Rodman than he is to LeBron James. You know, like, think about it. One of Michael Jordan's closest friends is Charles Barkley. What's Charles Barkley's whole mantra at this whole time when Mike was at his peak? I'm not a role model. Charles Barkley wanted you to know straight up, I'm not a role model. And what does Charles Barkley do a lot of? Partying and gambling. So let me ask you a question. I don't know how many humanitarians you know that spend a lot of time excessively partying and gambling, but do you think Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, those are the kind of people knowing what we know today that should be so deeply involved in social movements and we should be taking their word on public policy and social aspects of uh, this society and that's th that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Michael Jordan should have remained silent that whole time like he did, but he probably wasn't the right messenger for just about any movement that we had in the 80s, 90s, and after. Um just consider maybe now he's much more of a reputable source of information as an adult than he was at the time as a young man who was deeply committed to his gambling, so much so that he went on with Ahmad Rashad and defended it and also partied very hard, even though he doesn't like to talk to, talk about it because he's very uh, cautious about his image. But, you know, 
they make jokes about the Bulls at the time and the NBA at the time. But this is the 80s, baby. We're talking about the 80s and the early 90s. What were the 80s known for? Cocaine and sushi, baby. Tight pants, cocaine, and sushi. And Michael Jordan definitely has some tight pants. I'm sure he's tried sushi. You can leave the rest of your imagination. So, you know, we we uh, we don't need to slander Michael Jordan necessarily. But I'm just telling you, like, the dude grew up at a time, uh, was popular at a time in this country where we weren't really dynamically focused on social issues as much as, let's say, the previous generation of athletes. Um, you know, Arthur Ashe, Muhammad Ali, uh, Jim Brown, et cetera. You know, people like that, they garnered a level of respect because of their social activism that put that pressure on Michael Jordan. And Jordan really, you know, like I said, he probably just wasn't the right messenger um, at the right time for anything that we really wanted him to speak up for. And, you know, it's very interesting. I'm not sure if any of those conversations got logged anywhere. But back in the day, I mean, I remember, okay, when Mike did his, um, Mike did the movie Space Jam. And they had a, a commercial for Space Jam where Bugs Bunny hands Mike a royalty check for a million simoleons, he says. And so I remember some dudes from prep, black people, uh, calling that Mike's sellout check. So, you know, that's how that went at the time. Um, but just, you know, I think we have to be a lot more honest. You know, Michael Jordan just, he's just not the kind of person that should, would, or we should want getting involved in a ton of social issues. You know, just like they say now, you know, maybe not every celebrity is the kind of person we need to take voting advice from. You know, Michael Jordan isn't the kind of guy I'm going to take my morality advice from. Anyway. This is Larry Harris Jr., a.k.a. Black Bobby, um, just coming to you off the cuff kind of to say I'm loving the Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls documentaries, but let's just keep it in perspective. I mean, they're showing a lot of who those people really are uh, in between the lines, you know, so maybe he wasn't the right messenger for our social movement. Maybe not. Maybe so. But I think we're a little bit too harsh on Michael Jordan because of the kind of person he is. He's just, that's just flat out. So anyway, I won't uh, wax on about this anymore. Thank you for tuning in to The Accuracy. It's your boy Larry Harris Jr., a.k.a. Black Bobby. Peace.